Hey, Sensei, is there any particular way you want me to wash these windows? Nah, I don't give a shit. Whatever's easiest. You have fish sticks and oh my god! god. Again, another thing wrong with with today and why you got so many fat kids. But, uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Tell yeah. us why we have so many fat kids, Joe. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here we go. That's quick. Welcome back, everyone. It's the most influential speaker from the House of M. Let's open up the icebox and see what we can find. Let's have a good show. I think we're going to have a good show because we got the guest, the wild card himself back again. Guess what we're talking about? Just exactly what we said we were going to talk about. We're talking more Cobra Kai. And this one is on Season 1, Episode 2. So we'll get right into that hectic, happy, terrific discussion in just a few moments. I want to talk about something that just kind of went live today. And, uh, of course, it revolves... It, it's, it's, it's about toys. So Hasbro, Hasbro has announced that the Marvel Legends line, do you remember that? The Marvel Legends? I've shown you some Marvel Legends on my YouTube show called Revelations. Marvel Legends has also produced uh, smaller figures um, that are amazing, uh, amazingly articulated. Uh, very, they're pretty much the Marvel Legends basic line, which was the like the six inch line, I believe, and scaled down to like the smaller figures uh, think of like G.I. Joe size. And they did a huge run on the large figures. Um, that's where the infamous uh, BAF came about. And BAF stands for Build a Figure. Uh, that's the first time I've ever seen that uh, come out. And if it came out earlier in something else, I'm ignorant. And I don't really care where it came from. To me, Marvel Legends did it. And Marvel Legends did a Build a Figure, a BAF, where they would have to buy the entire line that came out. And each one of those figures would have a component to build an even larger figure. When this was first introduced, those baths were phenomenal and well worth your money. I'm talking Galactus. Galactus was a Build-A-Figure from one of the Marvel Legends line. Uh, he's easily, I don't know, 14 inches tall. Uh, but you bought him and like his body came in one figure, uh, his arms came in a different figure, his legs came in a different figure, his head was came into a different figure. Brilliant and well worth it. Apocalypse was also a Build-A-Figure. Uh, he was just the same size as Galactus too, so he was enormously large. Uh, and they were, they were just so, so well done. The Sentinel was also a Build-A-Figure. Um, and these were true build figures. Like I said, they were very, very cool. I am lucky enough to own all three. Um, and I have them down here in the icebox. 
and they look beautiful. I talk to them almost daily, making sure they're okay, dusting them here and there. Um, they don't talk back, uh, but they do listen to me. And um, pretty sure you know how, how well and how far a good listener goes these days. Am I right? Pretty sure I am. Uh, and they listen to me. Uh, some other Build-A-Figures were Annihilus. Uh, Modok was a Build-A-Figure too. Um, but then they start scaling them down a little bit and became smaller figures. <laughs> like, uh, I think the Red Hulk was a Build-A-Figure as well. Um, again, it, it kind of diminished it. But um, it's still cool. I still, I mean, it's still a, a very cool and a component to uh, toys uh, that are released today. Dragon Ball also did it too with their uh, Kale figure when she went Super Saiyan and like almost Broly-esque. Uh, she was also uh, a Build-A-Figure too. So they still do that that uh, um, that scheme because it's brilliant. I mean, you force the buyers to purchase all of the figures in a line just so they could build an exclusive figure that they can't build otherwise. It's brilliant, and it's worked on me plenty of times. <laughs> I'm weak like that, though. Anyway, so we're talking about the Marvel Legends line. Well... Um, not so we just talked about the big ones well this newest line uh, is more about their smaller smaller scale figures uh, ha this is where am I getting this news source from this is from uh, flicker flickeringmyth.com credit goes to Amy Kranswick so Hasbro reveals a new Marvel Legends retro three and three quarter action figure line and this line is very, very cool looking. They come in two packs, and I'll tell you what the two packs are in just a moment or two. The first wave includes Captain America, Black Panther, Iron Man, Cyclops, Spider-Man, and one more figure that I'll tell you at the end. Uh, so the first two pack, uh, pretty fitting that these two guys are together. Uh, but it's Black Panther and Captain America, true Marvel leaders in the Marvel Universe. Um, the, the two figures are, or the figures in these two, they all come in two packs. So uh, that's the first two pack, Black Panther and Captain America. They each come in their own blister card, which looks phenomenal. Um, it's just fun. They look fun. They have the back of them are just as uh, unique as well. But the figures really, in my opinion, play off of the Secret Wars vintage line from the early 80s. Um, they're not, well actually, they're just as articulated as those because there's only five points of articulation, which pretty much means you can move their legs, you can move their arms, and you can turn their heads. That's your five points of articulation. But they're very, very reminiscent of the Secret Wars lines, and I think that's why I like this line so much, because I loved the original Secret War vintage line as a kid. I played with them all of the time. So did my brothers. It was a great, great time, and these figures are very reminiscent for it. Captain America looks like he comes with his classic shield. Um, Black Panther uh, it doesn't look like there's any accessories to him, but he's got the classic black uniform with blue uh, gloves and boots looks very very awesome uh, the next uh, two-pack uh, this is kind of a weird combination I'm not sure why they put these two guys together um, but it's Iron Man and he comes with Cyclops so again it comes in like this package of um, that has art displaying the two characters uh, has Marvel Comics presents on there Marvel Comics presents was a comic line uh, that usually featured two characters come together you know crossing paths 
uh, to do their own story. Uh, very fun. Uh, actually, I never really got into it. But anyway, I digress. Um, but this two-pack is Iron Man and Cyclops. And again, same points of articulation. I'm not as impressed with the Iron Man figure. Maybe it's an early sculpt that I'm looking at, but it's classic. Again, it's like it's right out of the Secret War line. Um, it just looks doesn't look as appealing to me as Black Panther and Captain America. Um, Cyclops, on the other hand, looks awesome. It's his classic uniform, his vintage stuff. He's got the blue costume, the yellow pant shorts, the boots, the yellow uh, uh, cuff boots kind of thing. Yeah, yellow gloves too. So very, very cool. I love Cyclops, um, the figure of this. I really wasn't ever really a fan of Cyclops in the character, in the comics, but this figure looks really, really well done. And the last two-pack that is coming out is Spider-Man. And he comes with the only villain of the line, Electro. Now, I really, really like this concept because Electro was one of the... Maybe... Ah, see, I don't even know. It might have been a foreign release of the original Secret War line. You can only get him... He was either he was at the end tail end of the line and it was very hard to get stateside. And it might have been because of a very, very limited release because the line was dying at that point. Or it was a cross the seas release only. And I think that's what it was. Um, people can correct me if they want to. Uh, I don't really care. But the point is Electro was very hard to find. So with this retro line, you get your electro right away, and he's in a two-pack with, of course, Spider-Man. Spider-Man looks awesome. He looks great. Um, I am definitely wanting this guy for sure. Electro. Classic vintage uniform. The dumb uniform with a big lightning bolt star-shaped thing on his head. He's got the green and yellow costume. Electro, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, lightning bolts uh, pretty much across his chest. On his gloves and on his boots. Um, these figures look great. Except... Iron Man. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't know what it is. Take a look at the website. Go Google search these guys again. I'm getting my information from FlickeringMyth.com, and you could. They have pictures of each figure there. I'm just not impressed with the Iron Man. I am a fan of that armor because it's, it's from the Secret War line, and it's very. Again, these figures are very reminiscent of that Secret Wars vintage line. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Just Iron Man isn't doing it for me, but I'll probably get it because he's paired up with someone I really do want, and that's Cyclops. So I will. Definitely want to get all three. God help me. Why am I? Oh, Lord, Lord. Help me. Um, but here's here's the catch, okay? Uh, there's not really a catch. I'm just telling you the price point. Right now, uh, the, they're going to launch in the fall, and which is coming up. We're pretty much in the fall now. But each two-pack is retailing, uh, according to this site, $19.99. So $10 a figure. Um, actually, I would say pretty, pretty worth it um, because you don't get... Other than Cap with his shield, you don't get like any accessories with any of these figures. However, where is your money going to? Well, let's face it. It's 10 bucks a figure, right? So the figure is pretty basic. It's retro for a reason. Uh, so you're paying for the retro aspect of it. You got five points of articulation. Nothing, nothing to write home about. But what you're paying for is probably the packaging of this thing, which again is its own piece of art. This is for collectors. If you want to get it for kids to enjoy, feel free. Um, because honestly, at that price point, $10 a figure, it's actually pretty nice and a great way to introduce these Marvel uh, classic heroes and villains with Electro to your young ones. I would recommend it. Um, but 
your money really goes to the packaging of this. You'll see it when you see these pictures, but the the card art is phenomenal. It's really it's it's retro as well. So it's not even mincing words with it. It's not like, hey, here's this flashy art with this basic retro figure. No, the packaging is amazing. And then the each carded figure comes in another box that has again the heroes um, or the the pair of uh, characters in uh, displayed on the cover too. It just looks really well done, and the back of the art is phenomenal. It has its own little, um, they have like a Marvel um, little square kind of showing, I guess, their origin. I can't really tell what it says. Um, actually, maybe I can. Oh, what the heck's going on? Maybe I can. Let me see if I can pull one up and I can read one as an example. Who do you want to hear? We'll hear about the least favorite of mine. We'll look at Iron Man's. We'll see what his says. For Iron Man, it says, A genius mind and suit of armor make Tony Stark a real charmer, stopping villains where they land as the invincible Iron Man. Boy, that rhymes. Um... And it goes on. Oh, actually, that's it. I was like, I'm wondering why I can't read the next paragraphs because it's in a different language. I don't speak French, everyone. <laughs> so it's just little tidbits of that. But again, it has uh, comic book scenes in the background art as well. Um, it has, this is a bio? No, it doesn't. Um, but very, very cool. So this is from Hasbro Pulse. It says it's available for pre-order on their website. Um, not right now, but very, very, very soon by the time this podcast airs. I have no idea if they're going to sell out. My luck, they probably will. Uh, but it looks like they're going on pre-sale this Friday, September 25th, 5 p.m. Eastern. Let me know what you think of the line. Well, do you want them? Are you wanting to get these fun characters and, and distribute them to yourself or to maybe a child? Let me know. I think they look fantastic. I definitely want these guys. Okay, um, let's jump right into our conversation with the wild card himself. This is Cobra Kai, season one, episode two, on Netflix. And the title of the episode, of course, is Strike First. Joe, welcome back to the Icebox. What do you got to say today, buddy? Uh, season 2. Or season 2. Geez, whoa, whoa, sorry. whoa. We didn't hear. So season 1. <laughs> season 1, episode 2. Um, it's that good. Maybe, you know, want to get in the mode. I'm already watching season 2. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's great. Welcome back. We had, You know what? I actually had uh, some positive feedback on the episode. So on my intro that you're not going to hear until you hear the episode actually go live, but there's a, a, an email that I'll probably read in response to our first uh, conversation about episode one of season one. Uh, so we're getting some good feedback. Again, the wild card, you just draw your money, dude. You, you, draw, you draw the audience, uh, you draw the crowd. You're actually one of the few consistent people who actually shares our uh, Inspired Creations posts and likes them and comments. So thank you very much for that. But um 
already after just one episode, one conversation, you're 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 uh, you're getting a response. It's positive too. Oh, uh, very. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It's, it's. I think it's totally cool. I mean, it's all about drawing in just different peoples, and if, I, and I'm not saying much, folks. I, I got one email. <laughs> okay, so. It's not that we're not good breaking scattered <laughs> records. We're no, we're no end game yet. You know, no Avengers end game records over here. But, you know, whatever. We're having fun with it. And, yeah, I mean, that's what's cool about it. Yeah, it's, and, he, you know, he's right. It's not that difficult just to hit a share. I mean. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it really isn't. No, it, like, it I don't goes know, whatever. a long way. But, um, yeah. Well, hey, sure. let's get back to it and let's let's strike first. Um, so this is a uh, Cobra Kai season one, episode two. Um, we're going to take you into this episode, uh, kind of explaining what, what, what's going on. And there's only one way <laughs> to start this episode and that's with the actual song. Um, I can't play it too long cause I'll get sued. But, um, the episode is fantastic because the first episode was all about Johnny, right? We have to introduce the audience to Johnny and a down on his luck guy kind of guy complete opposite in this first episode or the second episode of cobra kai where we see his counterpart mr daniel larusso success and you know millionaire i don't know he's not maybe not millionaire but he's rich he's definitely rich you see his house you see a little bit of his family life you see his auto uh, auto dealership everyone's just friendly with him (laughs) it's fantastic um i'll push pause when it's appropriate but uh, but joe what do you got to say about the intro of us seeing Daniel LaRusso's world? Yeah, well, I mean, I love that they, they're constantly reminding us that this kid's Italian. And he's, uh, and he's, he's, still, he's still a Jersey kid. Right. Don't get, a, don't get it twisted. We're seeing him, we're seeing him in, a, in a very well-off house, you know, but this is his... This is what he busted his ass to. to. He, he earned so he's waking it. up every day and is yeah he did and it's nothing bad about it. he he definitely went out there and got it and you know you feel I felt happy for the guy. This is his life. I yeah. mean, he's gotten in his life in such a routine where he gets up early as hell and he gets fully dressed for work. Yep, suit makes tie, everything. breakfast for his kids. Yep, for the whole family and yep. the cappuccino for the wife and he <laughs> this gives him such happiness and you could clearly see that you know his life is perfect right now yeah no no bumps in the roads uh you if you saw the movies of course he wasn't always like this you saw him you know come in and staying at that uh i don't know what the apartment complex in the first movie and stuff not the best uh he moved from place to place uh with his mom of course so yeah he he put in the time we obviously missed the that part of it how he got into the dealership and all that's and that all that stuff but it's Mr. LaRusso, he earned it. Uh, but it comes to a screeching halt because um, that past has a way of creeping back up on us sometimes. And you said it, you know, everything's going like wonderfully for this guy. It's, it's, he's happy, it shows. But then, like a wall, <laughs> like him running full steam ahead, you see him in a car and he stops at the, at the local mini mart. And uh, what does he see, dude? Uh, he sees the sign of uh, Cobra Kai karate, and it's in the mini mall, and like <laughs> the music comes to a screeching halt, and they do a very uh, 
a very cool montage yeah of daniel uh of the first movie but i mean it's pretty much every scene where daniel got a got his ass kicked yep yeah <laughs> i mean where he got kicked or you know and it's like they, they do it in a drum kind of a, a way where it gets louder 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 and and it just uh that's what it stops or whatever but very cool like this is what he sees it totally ruined his childhood and now <laughs> he sees it again for what 30 years later or something like that so yeah yeah good reaction and and it's really cool because you, you see daniel's face it's very similar um to his like early like fearful faces in the credit kid part one where he's like He's like he's he's got fear in his face, you know, and it, this one it's yeah. maybe not necessarily fear, but it's like shock, um, some fear I guess of it coming back just like that. And and the stupid song perfectly, perfectly says, "Ain't that a kick in the head?" <laughs> <laughs> Which just gets it. So well done. Um, and that's the first like minute uh, of the of the show, a uh, little montage from uh, Daniel's life currently, um, the Cobra Kai coming in, and the montage of Daniel getting his butt kicked. Um, so really well done again there too, um, and then well you transition right away to the to the dojo. Uh, and there's a <laughs> there is a part that I I almost lost. I literally had to push pause as I was laughing again. I mean I've seen the series already, but I haven't seen it since my first time through. So this is my second viewing of the of the show. But uh, we see Miguel uh, in the dojo with uh, Mr. Mr. Lawrence. And uh, it's a it's a great great intro. Uh, again, we learned last episode that Miguel was going to be his first student, um, with Johnny being his sensei. Um, what do you got to or describe the situation there, Joe? Uh, so yeah, it's and to uh, this is I guess this is technically Miguel's first training session, and they show Johnny and uh, Miguel. Miguel's wearing a little Dodger shirt, showing he's he's, uh, he's still uh, the LA. <laughs> kid yep and um they show johnny talking to the kid and he says something and you know you know like let the training begin or something i don't know and uh like he pretty much takes miguel miguel down on the mat real easily like with some throw and uh miguel's like having a almost he does i guess you you consider having an asthma attack (laughs) by the shock of this (laughs) and he takes his inhaler out and, you know, and starts in, you know, a couple, gets a couple breaths and. So, 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 wait, so this, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, so the first lesson uh, is strike first, right? And Johnny, Johnny yeah. takes him, he takes him down hard. Not, I don't know. I've never been with karate, but I've been a wrestler. So I'm, I'm used to the mats on the floor. And, you know, there's times when we're learning moves and we take it easy on each other. Nothing. We're not like, you know, um tender about it but we we don't go full force right so but getting thrown on the mat um even uh at 50 percent, we'll say it's still it, it's a bump johnny doesn't do that <laughs> he literally no. takes miguel down and uh yes we now learn that miguel has has asthma and he quickly takes out his inhaler as you said starts using it which joe any normal person with asthma would do he just got, right. he's got the wig exactly. taken out of him. And this is where I lost it, but I'll let you describe what happened. Go ahead. So, yeah, as he's taking his inhaler, uh, you hear Johnny giving a, a very similar speech that Crease uh, has given in the first movie. Yes. And he ends it with uh, with the classic line, what is the problem, Mr. Diaz? 
<laughs> which is a throwback to what is the problem, Mr. Lawrence? <laughs> when he says it right. in the first movie. So yeah, go ahead. Um, but that's that's when uh, Miguel tells him he's like he's like no, I have asthma and uh, <laughs> Johnny just takes his inhaler. You don't need to. I don't know if he calls it a pussy problem or something. No, no, he goes. He takes it. Yeah, he he uh, right. he uh, takes it. Like, just forcefully, just, oh, I have, and so God bless Miguel. He's just, he's just like, oh, no, I, I have asthma, so you pretty much, you know, knocked me down. I, I just got to catch my breath. He grabs it from him, mid-inhale, throws it against the wall, and the stupid camera follows it, you know, and it shows the inhaler kind of, like, bust, bust apart. And Johnny goes, or so Miguel says, I have asthma. And Johnny goes, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just like that, his asthma is gone. Not anymore, you don't. (laughs) All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. That was just, that was such a great part for me. No, I think that's how it ended there, you know, pretty much. Yeah, and then he, like he says, yeah, we're not, we're not here with those make-believe problems that that you kids have today and stuff, you know. (laughs) Again, showing that generational gap. Um, of uh, right. of what we are, where we're at today and stuff, but I love that. Not anymore, you don't. <laughs> oh. that's, that's, that's just what they did. Yep, yep, yep. Get rid of the, get rid of that. <laughs> All right, so so I have uh, I have a couple yeah. notes then, because then then they then they go to uh the luxury club, uh, is what I call yep. I called it. But um, uh, Lawrence uh or uh, Miguel calls out after some of the comments uh, Lawrence was saying. Just you know, Sensei, isn't that isn't it like uh, genderizing? <laughs> they mm. show Johnny's like, what? What do you say? Has no idea what that means. <laughs> you know, because that's that's a term for modern times. And again, it's just a great juxtaposition between the the timelines here. Um, so he 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 gets mad at at, at uh, Miguel, makes him do he goes do fifty push-ups, you know, on your knuckles, and and Miguel can't. He's you show he's like struggling to do one, which is fine. These are push-ups. First of all, push-ups aren't fun. Um, or at least for me. You know, but when you do them on your knuckles, gets even harder. So he sees yeah. Miguel kind of like struggling, and uh, he goes, "Well, forget it. Can you just just do some crunches or something?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, and then the the there, here's the big problem that happens now is the city health official comes in, and um, oh yeah, that's and, right, that's right. and Miguel. <laughs> Again, he like says hi or something to the to the city health official, and Lawrence just walks right by and goes, "Shut up!" <laughs> While he's on the ground doing crunches, and he just goes back to doing his crunches. Um, but the uh, the city health official is just like kind of in dismay at the way the dojo's in right now. And yeah, that's right. I guess uh, <laughs> he asks, "Is you know, you have to get all this stuff done, cleaned? Uh, you got that? You have to get do all of this just to get a certificate?" to um you know show that you're ready for business and he says but you knew that from all your um your lease contract signing and johnny's like yeah <laughs> right so johnny's like learning the actual real business of the part this isn't just a movie a 1980s movie where things just happen and you don't pay attention to what goes on um in the uh, in the background which all audiences today i dare say i'm generalizing but all audiences they are all over it's like oh he can't do that because of this well they're playing a little bit into that now with this too so he kind of needed a reason for everything correct correct um so he's learning the real business um and the health inspector is going to come back uh asks if uh because he can't have this open until these things are fixed and he asks miguel if he's a student (laughs) 
and and again, I just, I just I just love Lawrence. He's he's just so funny. But he goes, no, he says that's just an illegal I have to help set up. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the city official goes, well, I don't need to know all that. <laughs> um, but another great little moment. So the city official makes his mark. Um, Lawrence has to get set up uh, relatively quickly before he can even start the business. Um, so we're learning that uh, as as much as we want Johnny to start winning a little bit here. He's got his work cut off for him. They go to the country club. That uh, it's the same. I, you know what? I, and it's gonna kill me. I don't. I forgot the name of the country club. Of uh, that they used to be that Johnny was a part of in the first Johnny and Alley. Is that really uh, it? Yeah, it's the same country club. Oh, Encino I didn't. Okay. Okay. Uh, Encino, uh, something like that. Yeah. I oh, I didn't know but that yeah, was the same, same one. one. Oh, that's even cooler then. It's still around. Mm. <laughs> All right, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Well, no, they just show it's uh, him and his it's Daniel, his son, yeah. and his wife. Right. And uh, they they show him it's you know pretty much the regular day at the country at the country club, and uh, they show pretty much that well first of all that uh, Daniel's son is definitely I didn't see that coming how they <laughs> about his about his son but it kind of totally makes sense. Um, describe his son for the audience who, um, again, this show is all spoilers guys. So, and, and gals, right. uh, so please, I mean, we're talking everything here. So yeah, describe his son. Uh, so pretty much his, his son is a little, sh- is, is short and fat <laughs> and, you know, like, a entitled kid to the 10th, you know, hundredth degree. Right. Uh, but yeah, he's just short and fat and. And a kind of a spoiled brat, the exact opposite of what Daniel was. Right, right, and that—that's a huge. That—that's—that's that's irony, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and again, I wasn't quite expecting that. And we'll meet uh, his his other kid too. Well, or Samantha will come in too because uh, obviously they're different. But um, yeah, when so they have a little conversation, uh, Daniel and his kid. I don't even know his kid's name, his son's name, offhand. But um, he, and his son is the entire time. His head is in the tablet with playing some some uh, uh, app or game or whatnot, but he's his mindset is just there. And Daniel was like, you know, I'd kill to be at this country club when I was a kid and such. Um, but his kid could care less about it. Uh, new standards, uh, entitled is what how you described it. And I would agree. Um, you also find out that uh, his wife hides the fact that uh, Samantha isn't there with them as a family. She's out there mm-hmm. uh, with the rest of her uh, friends, we'll say. Her new friends. Yeah, new the new friends, friends yep. Um, and you meet another character who will be coming around too later is uh, Samantha's current, or, or I guess past friend. Um, they're still friends now, but uh, like you said, she has new friends now. But Aisha, I think is her name. Um, yeah. And she's, uh, she's, uh, she's heavy set too, um, but she's like a brainiac. Um, who went to, I can't remember what camp she went to. It was, um, I can't remember, but some, like you say that you say the camp and it's like, okay, you've the, the, the uneducated would say nerd, <laughs> nerd alert. Yeah. But, uh, the people who value it would say, oh, wow. That's like, holy cow. She's smart. <laughs> and, um, that's yeah. where Samantha was going to be too, but she opted to not do it so she could be with her friends. Was it some astronomy thing? A space thing? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, so th- there, so we're introduced to Daniel's family. So um, some some chinks, 
you know, and uh, you get a little insight of Daniel and, and how his uh, family interacts with each other and some issues. What family's perfect, right? Um, and then we go back to the dojo. Um, what ha- what's happening back at the dojo? Joe? <laughs> um, oh, so Johnny's master plan is is just to use Miguel to fix all everything that he's not in compliance with. <laughs> Including exposed wires. Right. Um so go ahead. Yeah, I mean they show him doing all kind what are, I think he's washing uh the uh the mat one of the mats there. Yeah. yeah. And he's like after that you gotta fix this uh light bulb. And it's you know, and they showed it's like wires hanging. Yep, the exposed and then wires. Yep. Socket, <laughs> and more exposed wires, and he, he's making him do all this stuff. But you know what? I think uh, I think that's really cool because Johnny clearly can do this himself. Exactly. Yeah, this is what he point. was. Great point. This is what he was doing uh, as a, for a living. Right. You know, Handyman. Before, he was a handyman, so he clearly can do all these little odd jobs. But for all those concerned uh, viewers, like, oh, oh my God, he, he's gonna he's gonna be in danger. Um, Johnny knows is is probably telling him exactly how to do stuff, right. so he doesn't do that. So let's put that theory to bed for for the for those viewers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, just chill out. All right, again, we're showing you a reason. <laughs> right, right. No, that's a great point. And honestly, that didn't even occur to me because I was like, initially, because you see this, let's say you see this as the first episode. You're like, oh my God, he's terrible. He's making this kid do this. He's putting him in all this danger. But yes, very crucial. The first opening sequence of the first episode, Johnny knows all this. So very good point, dude. I, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. That's, that's great. Oh, we learned that uh, another important detail that comes into play later but uh, Miguel takes a call, and it's his mom, and uh, he says that mm. he's busy, or he's, he joined the debate team, and it's running late. So, of course, Johnny asks about that. So what's going on there? He says, well, Miguel's like, I told my mom that I joined the debate team because not doesn't endorse violence. Um, so Miguel's got a little secret there, and again, that'll come into play a little bit later in the future episodes, too. Um, and, he t- and Johnny tells him to change his ringtone. And get some guns and yeah. ro- get some guns and roses. <laughs> and Miguel, of course, says, right. "What's guns and ro- what are guns and roses?" <laughs> oh God, we're old, Joe. <laughs> well, I am, anyway. I'll speak for myself. <laughs> yeah. No, man, I, I still I still listen to some GNR. I mean, GNR can rock, man. There's some uh, they're icon you know, legends. So yeah, blaze of glory. But yeah, I. I uh, who knows? That's I mean, that's very true because I doubt. Uh, Diggs would know who the hell they are either, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're about the same age. Right, right. Um, and then, so we transition again. Uh, so this episode's moving a little bit quicker, but we got uh, all these different cutscenes, but we're getting a good back and forth between Johnny and Daniel. All the, right. And, 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 and their every, lives. All the characters right now. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of them. And there's there's a couple more that are going to get introduced later, too. Um, so talk about the uh, talk about the pool party. Or not? Oh, so or not? We see Sam, <laughs> no, um, no. We see Sam. Um, she's with her uh, two new friends. Yep. And that, they look that we saw in the like, first episode. Yeah, you know, they're what? They're they're mean girls. I just want to throw a typecast out there. They're supposed to be like mean girls kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, they're at the party, and um, 
like the main one, I can't remember the blonde. Well, let's just call her the yeah. She's the blonde of the group, right? The, the alpha female, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's been uh, telling us Sam that uh, Kyler is has been shooting daggers at him all day. Yeah. At, so Kyler, if we don't know, was the bully from the first episode that oh, we get to of meet. Of course, it has to be Kyler. Come on. Right. <laughs> so, um, and next we see uh. Daniel driving up to the party, yep, or to his house, and he's, he's like, "What's all these cars doing here?" And it's a good example of, of, of again, another rating to today's world is, and I'll, I'll I'll generalize what happened next, and then you can go into detail, Jim. Sure. Um, but pretty much, it's like an old school again. Another comparison is the old school parent. Um, you come home to a party, and you know you freak out and you throw everybody out. Right, and you don't think twice about it, and you know because they're wearing his swim trunks. I mean, all his swim trunks. I mean, this Daniel probably had about twenty swim trunks, folks. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of kids there. Right, there were a lot of kids there, so you know <laughs> Daniel's got that bread, and he ain't shy with it. <laughs> but um, but no, he kicks everybody out like I think a normal parent would, and um, you know the his wife quickly comes up to him and you know ask him to talk to him inside and it's like sure if you know or do it this way if you want to alienate your daughter which is again a modern parenting kind of technique of how to raise kids and it's just uh it's just a good uh it goes a good side of their marriage too like he's old school and she's obviously of kind of these times still to a degree right and um but yeah that's what uh that's what happens next so so yeah, you 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 hit a couple of uh, good points too, and and again, um, I'm gonna probably expose myself here too. So any of the parents that are listening to this this podcast, again, feel free to email us at iceboxcast@gmail.com for comments, um, or on any of the social media threads that we uh, release this episode on. But <clears throat> you say old school, but I I swear, even when I first saw this episode, and now that I saw it again for the second time. Joe, I would have reacted the same exact way Daniel did. I would have said, what the heck's going on? You did this, first of all, without asking me. You guys are wearing, no, no one would wear my trunks because they'd be like, you know, 3X and such. But but I was like, they're wearing my trunks, all of them. And then when I asked them to, you know, know, get get my trunks off, you know, get out of here. You see some idiot in front of Daniel, start taking his trunks off immediately. (laughs) Daniel's like, not here, genius, in the the summer house or the whatever house and stuff. But I'm like, I would have reacted the same way he did. Um, You know, uh, you threw a party without me knowing. You had all these people over. Um, Liability becomes an issue. It's like, what if something happens? I'm the one getting in trouble, not you. Um, So I, I would have reacted the same. But then the wife... Um, like you said, is like, you know, is the voice of today, I guess we'll say. And she says, you know, like, like what you said, Hey, this is, you don't do that in front of your daughter. Cause you pretty much embarrassed her for life now, you know, and, and you're, you're embarrassing her in front of her friends that she's trying to impress. Um, you're, she's going to hold that over you. You know, she'll remember that. And, you know, she, at this point in her age, she wants to be popular and God help me. You know, I remember those years where, it was just the most important thing to be, you know, to be liked and popular and in the in crowd. And if you weren't, oh, you felt embarrassed or ashamed or, you know, just terrible. I was like, oh, my God. 
I, I wish I could talk to so many people back then and say, wake up, you idiots. <laughs> you know, it's not it's yeah. not the important thing here. But yeah, I would have totally acted, reacted the same way Daniel did. Um, even with that voice of today saying those things that I did. I mean, I would think about it, but I'd be like, I, I don't know. I'm in I'm in the right here. I'm sorry I embarrassed you with all your in all in front of all your friends, but you gotta learn, you know. So that's part mm-hmm. of me, I guess, trying to. And again, I have really haven't experienced that in my parenthood, parenthooding right now because my kids are now just entering in their teen years. So I maybe I have that to look for, <laughs> to look forward to, I guess, or something. But um, I'll try. Yeah, to, I'll never, try to remember. Never know, that. but doubtful. <laughs> right, right. But um, yeah, just a, a a different way of parenting. Um, and again, like you said, and it's it's, it's the it's the recurring theme: old school versus, um, I guess, a modern the modern day uh, methods and stuff too. So, a uh, great great ju- again. I I want to say this word because it makes me feel smarter. But great juxtaposition again <laughs> between those values, mm. despite her friends being uh, you know ugly and cruel because they are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's just like today's kids. This is what they consider like the I guess not today's kids, but like the worst of the worst of what we consider the extremes. Kids. Yeah, cuz I mean, yeah. that's going to get our attention cuz bottom line this is still entertainment. So, of course, you have right. to you have to go to that extreme to make people watch and stuff. So, um yeah. and then, you know, they show Daniel cleaning up and uh, he reminisces. Do you have anything to to mention at that part? It's kind of a cute scene. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, Daniel, how the hell Daniel ended up having to clean up his own daughter's parties beyond me? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, you you're know, right. Again, I forgot about that. First yeah. of all, look, honey, you're going to clean this whole place up, and then you're going to clean the house and probably cut the grass and do some other, you know, that's punishment. <laughs> but no, Daniel's cleaning up his own daughter's party. I'm like, wow. So, again, Daniel being a great parent. He's a great parent, folks. Um <laughs> But they show him cleaning him up, and he uh, puts some all the stuff in, uh, well, say the pool room for now. Yeah. And uh, pretty much we find out that the pool room was his was a little dojo that he made that he you know built with the house. Yeah. And uh, they show you know box of his trophies, which is pretty cool. Uh, some news clippings of when in the newspaper again newspaper that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Asking but, about like, Miyagi uh, won, wisdom uh, tournaments because they they show yeah. Miyagi again for uh, I think for the first time here, the uh, mystery dojo with one student wins tournament for the first <laughs> one and I think the second one said uh, Miyagi overcomes Karate Bad Boy in tournament yeah. final <laughs> and uh, so I mean clearly see you know that he kept those clippings and uh, that's pretty cool. Um, and they show a quick scene of him uh, put a picture down and. It's him and a, and a young girl, which we, you know, which is, is Sam, uh, yes. but very young. And he looks back and he kind of relives a little memory um, with him and his daughter training, doing karate. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it shows that da- that's how Daniel probably still sees her and is realizing that, you know, she's not that little girl anymore. And this is the next phase of her life. So this is it's a new transition for Daniel with his daughter. And so. that. And it's so to me, it speaks so much of a truth, Joe, because um, that's kind of where I'm at. Not not exactly, but kind of, kind of, kind of uh, the beginning of where I'm at with with my own daughter, because she's, you know, she just she just she became a teenager. Um, and I have so many pictures and memories, just like the one they show here on, on Cobra Kai um, of like me doing anything and everything with her when she was younger you know i would have to find a way to incorporate a toy storyline involving power rangers 
uh, My Little Pony, zoo animals, teddy bears, horses, hippos, G.I. Joe, and, and, and Marvel figures just to, just, you know, to entertain them. And we did it, you know, and just all these little things of her just hugging my, my head, um, eating ice cream together and, you know, just having a, having a blast, right? Like that little moment shows, but yeah, um, now, you know, she's, she's becoming her own. Um, she is definitely like talking to mama a lot more now, you know, and in confiding, you know, girl stuff and all that thing. And it's, it's a transition, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I just, I'm reminding myself and that's why I like this scene too, especially it's like, I got to remind myself, it's like, she, she's still, that's how I see her, my little girl. Um, that's how Daniel sees her too, but it's just, okay, I gotta, I gotta start, <laughs> you know, cause she's growing up, you know, and, uh, it, it, it really, it really hit my, my, my heart, uh, you know, kind of seeing that. Uh, scene uh, especially right there so um but and from there uh, of course after the little memory daniel uh is I, I think i probably would too it goes and actually has a talk with samantha yeah they ended up talking and we find out find out you know that sam is uh tells daniel who's uh who she's currently friends with yes uh, uh with kyler they've been texting and um <laughs> Just messages, though, right? <laughs> yeah, just messages. Just messages. So, oh, uh, that's you know, that's we find out. Then you know, Daniel tells him again, being a old school parent and just a nice guy. Uh, you know, invite the kid over for dinner. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. And she, as she, as she overreacts, I'm like, no, you know, I'm like, I'm like, she's like, Sam, I just want to feed the kid. <laughs> that right. Series, okay? Not, not walk him down the aisle. <laughs> right. But, uh, so they, uh, I guess, you know, he, she confides and she's like, yeah, that's all, uh, the, Daniel's going to have the kid over for Kyler, 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 yeah. Kyler over for, for dinner. So that's coming up. Um, yeah, nice little exchange. You know, they, they have a nice little moment again. They, they, they talk, they laugh with each other again, just kind of showing the, the close bond that they actually have too. Um, despite the, um, the evolution of their daughter, father daughter relationship. So you can see that they love each other and they're having fun. Um, and then you fast forward to, um, back to the other main character again, a lot of back and forth again, but this one is cool because it's Miguel in high school. Um, and we're introduced to two more, uh, characters that are very fun. Um, and again, that's what they do such a good job with the show is like you're introduced Okay, so people like us, I dare say, we came in because we want to see Daniel and Johnny. What the heck's all that's going on, right? But what 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 um, takes this show further to expand the audience, which is what any good show has to do, is that they create a a library of characters that we care about, and the two characters that were introduced here are definitely or definitely fall into that category. We want to know what happens with them. We care when they when we see. Uh, future scenes with them. We want to know what's going on with them. We're introduced to Dimitri and Eli. So typical day of high school, the first probably Miguel's first, uh, not first day, but, but early um, on. we see early on, but we see uh, Miguel's like creeping in. The, again, this is another pressure of high school is where you sit for lunch. Totally. And I uh, remember that too. <laughs> Okay, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, no, wait, 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 uh, hang on, before, before we go, um, so just because, again, it's, it's fun talking about high school stuff, too, because um, what a joke that was. <laughs> but, yeah. um, Holy cow. <laughs> so I was always at the table, I actually sat at multiple tables, 
Um, there was the table where that would, I guess, I'm going to stereotype here, but it was like the jock table. So I was there, especially during football season, uh, because that's where all the football players sat. Um, when wrestling came around, um, I sat with another group of kids because the wrestlers weren't really liked. <laughs> you know, there wasn't that popular because basketball wasn't the thing at, at uh, the high school. Um, so I sat with other groups of kids there. Um, and then during the soft season, which for me was the last, you know, you know, a uh, few months of school, uh, I wasn't really in any sports until my senior year. Um, it was, I just sat kind of wherever, wherever my quote unquote friends, which I had none. I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest with you right now. I had no friends in high school, um, which was fine with me back then. I cared a little bit more about it. Um, but nowadays I was like, yeah, I don't even care. It's done and over with. Oh, I could have a whole podcast about that. I wish I could vent more, (laughs) (laughs) but I did sit at, I did sit at the jack table. I said, uh, other tables where it was similar to where Miguel ends up here. Um, but I just wanted to know them and see what's going on, you know? So Joe, what kind of tables did you sit at during high school calf during high school lunch? Oh, jeez. You know, <laughs> I'll say, again, I sat at multiple tables. Um, But it was weird. There was, like, different cliques. Again, yep. this is where we started to go wrong. <laughs> and <laughs> there were, like, multiple, multiple uh, groups of cool kids. And, you know. And then you had your your jocks or whatever, but you pretty much they were the the we we separated them by the drinkers, the, <laughs> the stoners, <laughs> um, you know stuff like that. So that's and you know there was even a smaller table, full of like the kids they did like even wore like shrooms and acid that kind of stuff. Oh god! And again, nothing too nothing too crazy. Right, right. Nothing too crazy, <laughs> but um, but no, I mean I sat at uh, I, I sat at all the tables and. You know, this is uh, we had. Uh, I think my my favorite table, though. Oh sure. Probably was uh, our own, my own little uh, Hispanic table. That's where all the Hispanic kids. Oh okay. Uh, sat. So there was like six or six or seven of us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, we always used to sit together. For, I can't remember what year. Maybe my sophomore year that was. Um, we always did that, but um, <laughs> yeah, that was That's my cool. favorite team. I don't know why. We all good people. Good people. Good. All right. So back to Cobra Kai. That was that was our high school podcast there. Um, but <laughs> back yeah. to Cobra Kai. Um, tell us what table Miguel <laughs> or c- continue on with oh. Miguel. What's what's he doing there? Yeah. So Miguel, uh, finally, he sees an opening and he got these. Uh, I mean, considerably, you could notice them. These these are two loser kids. <laughs> and he, I, in my notes, I call them, them rejects. But yes, losers are very good. Rejects. <laughs> <laughs> So he uh, asked him if he could sit down, and you know, we the character that ends up being Dimitri gives him a smart ass or you know response, saying, you know, yeah. this table's been booked for like the next three years, and <laughs> you know, there's not a chance." But Miguel, being Mister Literal, straight arrow, is like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> and starts leaving, right? <laughs> so he's like, "No, sit down." So you know, introduce, we're introduced to Eli. Moskowitz and uh, and Dimitri, and uh, we quickly learn that you know this is the again the outcast of today's youth, and and they have no friends, right. pretty much. They have each other. 
Yeah, yeah, and yeah, god dang, uh, if, if we if we could have known that, uh, I like I like what you said there. They they have no friends, they have each other, you know. And sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> um, so yeah. D- Dimitri's like the, I don't I don't what, how do you how would you describe him? A nerdy? Uh, I would say he's like the alpha. He's like the alpha nerd right now. Okay, okay, for, yeah. Because he's he's like he's very you can tell he's very introverted. Yeah. Um. And, but you can tell he's kind of a smart kid. Yes. I mean, we know he's smart just, just by the kind of the way he's talking. Yes. And the, the tone of voice and just, you know, some of the stuff he's saying, we can tell this kid's very smart. Of right. course, he's very, but he's just a big nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but and again, I, he likes that isolated life and. Nothing wrong with that. And, but yeah, that, right. that did, that did, uh, that was a uh, very apparent too. And I agree that, um, just, just hearing him talk his dialogue um, now, granted, it's written for him, but, but the char- I'm mm-hmm. talking about the character. Um, yeah, he's very quick-witted. I, I mean, I wish I could talk like that, you know, especially on these podcasts, but instead I, I stutter and mumble all the time. But he's very smart. He, he's very clear with what he says, too. Um, Eli, go ahead and describe Eli for the audience. Yeah, so Eli, he's, uh, you could tell, <laughs> I always uh, love seeing pictures of characters that I can often describe to people like uh, you could clearly see this this child. Clearly, his mom combed his hair for him. I mean, he's, <laughs> it's combed in the classic mom style, <laughs> left to right. You know, it's, you know, very very uh, very nice. Yeah. And uh, and his sweater is probably you know one that his mom picked out for him too. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he said you know he's got a little uh, defect on his lip, like a looks like a big scar going vertical. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell he's clearly kind of, you know, sheltering his face downward because he's ashamed of it. Sure. This is body body posture tells us that he's not comfortable with it. And um, uh, but yeah, so that's we could introduce to them. And uh, then to get a a quick cutscene of uh, the the mean girls, the new mean girls walking in the cafeteria. And uh, it's uh, the blonde girl or we'll figure out her name at some point. And uh uh, Sam's right behind her, and uh, but you show uh, Miguel, and he's he sees Sam, and it's kind of like um, he's like love struck or whatever, uh, love at first sight or whatever. So yeah. we see that interaction, and um, then you know we go to the girls, and they're looking at uh, Eli, and uh, what did they say? Oh, he's got the ugliest sweater ever, and this is yeah. totally what, you know that's that's why he's an outcast, right? And, right. You know, playing the typical fashion of the mean girl. It was it was terrible. I mean, you knew it was coming, right? But I mean, there are actually they're from the from Dimitri's and Eli's perspective when they were looking at him, so they're probably, you know. They're making fun of us already, or something. You know, they don't, they don't want to try to make eye contact. Then, and then they show the girls, and sure as heck, you know, they're they're making uh they're making fun of his sweater. It's like the ugliest sweater, and even Sam has a little chuckle. Um, but doesn't I see? That's the cool thing about Sam right now is like she's still they're young, but she's still finding mm-hmm. herself. Um, so she's being swayed into this new group of friends because it's something different. Um, it's cool, right? Um, but she's not. She's not buying in 100% yet because although she chuckles, because let's be honest, for those who have not 
made fun of anyone ever. Let them, let them cast the first stone for crying out loud. Everyone makes fun of people. It's, it's just what we do. Um, I do it on a daily basis because I got made fun of all the... No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. But I still make fun of people. But I do it at my expense to make me laugh. And, and we sometimes we, we tell like these little jokes inside um, just to, to... I do it to elicit a smile or laugh. And that's the kind of thing I think Sam does in this scene. It's like She laughs at it because, okay, cool. You're poking fun. He's like, you know, I don't mean any harm by it because this kid's never going to find out that I'm talking about it, right? But um, she's not like wholeheartedly laughing with it and also not part taking in it that's an important part she doesn't like carry yeah. on with the joke or anything like that she just does a quick um and the camera's right on her she does a quick laugh smile and then that's it um but i, I wanted to make sure i pointed that out too just to show you where sam is compared uh to these other two uh mean girls so what else happens <laughs> um well they could they cut to uh they cut to miguel and he is, uh, I think he's asking about Sam in particular now. Yeah. And, um, you know, they said, don't do it. You know, save yourself the embarrassment. That's Eli. Yep. <laughs> or no, it's, uh, Dimitri. Dimitri. It's Dimitri. And, um, but, you know, Miguel, uh, thinks about what his sensei said and, you know, this whole strike first and he ends up getting up and he gives it a shot and he goes over. Yeah. They ask him and, what he's doing uh, and what, and what does he yeah. say? Do you remember what he says? Uh, striking first. There you go. <laughs> right from Johnny Lawrence, his teacher. He's listening to his sensei. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he goes over and um, they actually, I think he does make eye contact with Sam. They do, yep. And I can vouch for that. <laughs> and just as he's about to sit down, we show uh, Kyler and uh, his <laughs> What a dork. <laughs> uh, sit down and, you know, and what is the... Uh, I think the fat kid says something to him, sorry, Rhea, or beat you to it. And then they show Kyler with his arm around Sam, yeah. of course, you know, waving at him like a real dick. Yeah. And uh, Thank you. Yes, he was. Right. <laughs> and Miguel goes back to his table. Yep. And <laughs> not this time, not Dimitri this time. <laughs> little, right. Dimitri has a little smart comment for him. but He's like, he goes, well, how'd that go? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because you can tell. Um. And then you quickly go, um, which again shows another opposite spectrum of Miguel here. Uh, but they go back to the dojo, and it's another lesson um, with um, Miguel. Um, but we're also introduced to a, yet another character. Uh, yeah, so they show uh, Miguel. He's punching, and uh, he's punching the or Johnny's teaching him how to punch first. Yeah, and um, they show like a little dummy guy that. Uh, and we just, this is our, how we remind the audience Johnny still sounds. Yes, he does. The way he, very good point. He punches the, uh, and he sounds. Oh, like, yeah, he <laughs> yeah, he said right. that classic Johnny yell. Yep. And it's he still got it, folks. He still got it. But um, this she shows, shows and basically, you want to punch through your opponent, and like pretending your opponent yes. is is right behind him. Right. And uh, that's where, you know, you want to finish punching. And, um, yeah, then you, like, punch him in the, in the, in the eyes, <laughs> punch him in the mouth. And he's like, for extreme circumstances, you go through the throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only, for, only for extreme circumstances. Right. <laughs> There's just a little but, uh, uh, disastrous to that, yep. Yeah. But he gets a phone call 
and we it's uh it's a black lady and it's they show a kid and we find out that it's a it's the principal and uh i guess the principal was trying to call for his uh this kid's mom and you quickly find out johnny has a kid yes johnny's kid and um the principal was calling because (laughs) he got uh caught with molly which uh johnny had no idea johnny thinks (laughs) who's molly Yeah, he's like some babe. <laughs> he's like that's some babe's hanging with. But uh, no, it's he's like it's a it's an illegal narcotic, and um, and he's like let me talk to my kid, and we quickly find out this is, uh, you know how their relationship is generally summed right. up in one conversation. Yeah, you know pretty much his kid calls him a loser, pathetic and, loser. Uh, yeah, yeah, he gives uh, the phone back to the principal, and she's like. I'll keep trying his mind. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, this isn't gonna happen. But, uh, but yeah. So you know, Johnny uh, just tells him, uh, "Good luck with that," or whatever. Right, right. So definitely some drama on that side with uh, Johnny, which is a whole other world that we weren't really aware of until now. So um, that'll be explored later on too. Yeah. But yeah, so we go. They cut back to uh, we see Dan or uh, Miguel. Yep. In the background. Um. Standing pretty, standing as if like a strong breeze could blow him over, yeah. and <laughs> I, I, attempting to punch the dummy and through his like, I don't know, I don't know his thought process, but they show him pretty much leaning all the way like at a forty-five degree yes. angle into the dummy. Yes, <laughs> his arm and is just straight, like, and he just kind of yeah. keeps leaning towards it. Yeah. <laughs> And Johnny turns around. He's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so this is a, but this is a very cool scene. Um, because Johnny just had some bad news. You know, he's like, well, look, this is something he's, he's gotten, now he's got in his mind and he's kind of, he doesn't want to see another, uh, and he doesn't want to see this kid fail uh, and do something that he's capable of maybe. And, um, he tells him, oh, look, this is how you're going to punch. He's like, um, he's like, picture your enemy. He starts, uh, Miguel starts hitting the, the dummy more and more uh, harder, striking, you know, and um, then, uh, but we end with, uh, you know, Johnny, or Johnny ends up, you know, asking him, are you a loser? And that's when Miguel just goes all out. Right. And um, we see that Miguel finally got the, we'll call it the, uh, the eye of the tiger uh, kind of look <laughs> that Johnny was looking for. Yep. Yep. And it, it's, of course, brought out by, like you said, Kyler. Um, and of course, it's over love. It's over a little crush that he has with Samantha. So, um, yeah, he pictures Kyler and just goes to town on the dummy thinking that it's Kyler. So, well done, Johnny Lawrence. Uh, you see Johnny Lawrence yep. kind of just look, look, looking at him with approval. So, all right, you got it. You know? And again, sure. as much confidence as he's given Miguel, he's also giving himself confidence, too. This is his first time doing this stuff. And yep. he's finding his own path. Um, uh, to teaching karate uh, to his one student at the moment. Um, and so far, so good. So far, so good. Um, and then we go to uh, the lovely dinner party uh, with Kyler. We just mentioned him. Um, Joe, is this, kind of, is this the kind of dinner party you want to go to that you would appreciate now versus back in high school? <laughs> oh, I would love to go to this. This is... <laughs> Dana outdid himself, man. I mean, 
fresh we jet, fresh him, fish know. from the Japanese market. <laughs> yeah, unagi. He's having an unagi. <laughs> and I'm like, holy cow. And they show him, you know, and he's very proud because he's, he's cutting the unagi with a, a knife that he got his first trip to Okinawa. Uh-huh. And you could tell you could tell Daniel is infatuated with this culture. Yes. I mean, this is how he lives his life. It's a big part of him. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's his daily lifestyle and, he, and everything that he has. Again, he's so proud of the of the knife and you could tell Daniel and again, showing his uh Italian heritage that, you know, the met the great the best uh best cooks are men kind of thing. He's like yeah. cuz he's got this <laughs> This classic, you know, real Okinawan knife and all this other stuff, but yeah, you can tell he's really proud of the of the dinner he put together for uh, for this for Sam's new friend Kyler. Right. And um, again, adding layers of douchiness to Tyler, <laughs> um, Daniel serves him the the fish, and uh, they show you know Tyler says like ah you know what I don't uh, I don't like fish not for me and he refuses <laughs> yes right. Uh, yes. I just like, and the show Daniel is just—you can see the dis disappointment in his yep. face. To like, what? Yeah. And uh, he's like, when well, then Sam's like, "Well, you like fish sticks?" He's like, uh, he's "Fish like, oh. sticks." He's like, "You got so yes." So Kyler, Kyler wants fish sticks. Despite what? What did Daniel make him? What was it called again? You know what it was? I didn't know what it was. It just looked. I knew it was sushi, but what was it called? Uh, unagi. Unagi. So. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's from The Simpsons. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, so he opts for fish sticks, and uh, Samantha and his mom goes to the kitchen to try to find something, uh, so that his so that her uh, friend can have something to eat. But um, now it's just uh, Daniel and Kyler in the room. All right. So Daniel just starts talking to the kid. Um, you know, Kyler appears to be respectful by saying, "You know, thanks for the invite." Um, and Daniel, right away, I mean, he, I would ask him, too, about, you know, he's like, tell me about that shiner that he got on his face. Yes, yes. And, and you know, as a, he's like, what? I think he denies it. I'm like, dude, it's right there, clearly, <laughs> on your face. And uh, Daniel thinks, he's like, yeah, maybe maybe it was some, something at home because it didn't sound like he wanted to talk about it. But, and Kyler quickly, you know, Shuts that down. He's like, no, no, no. It's just uh, getting a fight with some uh, creepy old guy. I think is, is what he said. Right. And um, kind of told. Well, we find another level of douchiness for this character, and lies about what happened. Um, I can't remember what excuse he said was getting. I don't know. They were doing something at the mini mart, and obviously not telling them that they were buying beer. Right. But, uh, they, I have it in John, my notes. I have it in my notes. They were getting yeah. pro- protein bars. Oh, pro- that's it, protein <laughs> bars. Yeah. Yeah, protein bars. But clearly, anyways, but uh, that's the story he spins to Daniel, and Daniel taking him at his word. Right. Um, kind of digs it out that and after the further questions uh, where exactly it was, kind of figures it could have been Johnny. Because you know he admitted uh, it was inside uh, this, so this mini mall, and you know, with the, the kid said it was a karate dude that was old. So Daniel driving by and noticing the Cobra it, Kai sign kind of puts two and two together. Exactly. And uh, kind of assumes it was Johnny that ended up doing this. 
and of course it was. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that, that again, that's important because it takes us again to the to the finish. I like how Kyler described Johnny though. Uh, he he says some homeless guy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he, still, yeah, yeah. he still gets that at him too. But um, so yeah, right. so so then uh, we go to the end of the episode, and uh, we uh, we're back at the dojo. Um, uh, see, go ahead and uh, take us through the that part then to tell us uh, what's going on because it, it's a good, it's another great moment for the series. Uh, so we see uh, Johnny's filling out some paperwork. I uh, can't remember what exactly form it is for those uh, real detailed viewers to make sure he's doing the right form. Right. Uh, something about his business. Um, you know, after he's filling the paperwork out, and we see Miguel in the background, a little cleaning. <clears throat> and um, hear the door open, and uh, Johnny comes out, and it's uh, Daniel. Daniel, uh, you see Daniel approach uh, the, or uh, you know, get inside, and um, Daniel kind of uh, he says to him, he's like, "Hey, I uh, heard you beat up some kids uh, recently, and." Uh, you know, Johnny just responds to him like, "Well, no, I didn't." Right. Like, but I, I kicked the shit out of some assholes who deserved <laughs> it. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, you know, again, he showed a good show, a good character of Danny. Is like, "Look, I'm not here to hash the past." Yep, yep. Um, he's just like, "Stay away from my daughter and her friends, and everything will be fine." And um. That's all he was there to. That's all he was there to do. Just you know, kind of tell him that, and Johnny er, quickly tells him, "Was like, well, maybe you don't know your daughter or your friends as, as, yep. as he thinks he does." <laughs> he went there. <laughs> remember, Johnny. Johnny does know that her daughter was in the car that hit his car, and Dan doesn't know that. Correct. Yet. Correct. So again, Johnny putting two and two together, he's her doing that and hanging with this kid, and you know. Uh, that's uh, that was the kind of friend that's gonna. That's it's gonna logical. Have. He he makes a logical uh, uh, leap uh, from there, and, right. and again, he's he's kind of right in this regard. All right, and uh, he's like, well, then uh, he tells Danny Daniel that um, you know th- uh, those kids were beating up uh, a kid half his size, and um, it makes Daniel think. <laughs> yeah, it, you know? it, it, he kind of <laughs> stops and. Uh, you know, Daniel, it made him think, and, you know, Dan, the only thing Daniel really says is, is, like, you know, we and I, and this, meaning, the, you know, the Cobra Kai is, like, uh, yep. he's, like, we aren't done it. We, we aren't done with it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they show Daniel being, you know, a mature one. He's walking away, and uh, Johnny waits a couple seconds, and they show him in the background. He's, like, I'm right here, man. Put yes, your hands up. Like, yep, what yep. are you gonna do? <laughs> and uh, they show Johnny. He kind of smiles from that. You know, Dan is just like, "Oh, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> and uh, he gets in the car, and uh, they show the the camera, and the, you know, the lights are flashing right on Johnny's face as he approaches the window. Uh-huh. And, and Johnny's just staring. They show Daniel looking at him, and and he realizes that uh, Johnny's in the window staring at him, and they close it with Johnny just kind of. Getting a getting a half smile, I think, because he's like, just bring it on, because he's not afraid of Daniel. Oh God, <laughs> he's no. not afraid of anything. No, and uh, he's just pretty much bring it on, because you know he didn't, he knows he didn't do anything wrong, and he's like, whatever, you, whatever you got. 
you know, he always, I think he always felt he was a better fighter. Totally. Yeah. Well, look, if you look at the match, um, I mean, I know the, the first episode kind of recaps it quickly, but, and they were tied and it was just that last kick. But I mean, Johnny, he, he's been the champion, right? He, he won it the last couple of years, I believe, um, until he was perfect, I think, until that match. So, yeah, he has a long record of just winning. So, yeah, he still thinks he's the better fighter. And all of that angst that's been building up for 20-plus years, part of him just knows he, he wants to fight Daniel again. On some level, he just he, he just wants to prove it to himself again. Um, if right. it's, even if it's just for revenge or just to show that he can do it. Um, but at this point in their life, you know, it's it's... It all comes back, right? All of those emotions and feelings are coming back, and that's why this show is so awesome because it's making us, the viewers, uh, feel that fuel and that drive um, from both sides. Um, because you said yeah. it right away too. Daniel quickly says, "Hey, I'm not. I, let, let's not get out of hand. Um, I'm. I'm just here to say this. Here's my piece. Um, hey, he sees Miguel and he says, "Don't, don't be listening to this guy. <laughs> don't be listening mm-hmm. to this sensei kid. You know, trying to warn him too." Uh, but clearly, uh, Daniel comes in with an agenda, but um, he leaves thinking twice because now it's introduced that despite what he's what he's coming at Johnny with, it may not be the whole picture. And luckily, Daniel, you know, the Italian that he is, comes uh, with that with that that energy and that that fuel. So he's gonna think he's right. He's he's gonna he's gonna stand by what he says, especially in the face of uh, an enemy like this guy. Um, but the the smart part of him too is like thinking, okay, there's probably a little bit more here that I should probably investigate before I get before I let things get out of hand. But Johnny is ready <laughs> with that stance, mm-hmm. like you said, he just lays his arms out, open invitations, say, I'm right here, man. <laughs> you come back anytime you want, and we'll finish this. Um, so great, great ending to that um, to that episode. Uh, and again, you're pretty much left with a stare down between the two iconic characters daniel larusso and johnny lawrence and, and one of the reasons they we kind of assume that john this is why johnny feels this way and you know we, we he quickly uh in the beginning when they show him talking to miguel one of the things he says is like uh his junior year so it had to been the second time that he won the won the el valley yeah uh he didn't he didn't get a single point scored against him the the whole tournament uh, and that was detail. His, yeah, yeah, yeah. His his it was junior year, and he could tell Johnny was like, "Look, I'm badass." <laughs> <laughs> like my the last time I won this, not a single point. And you know, Miguel obviously follows up. Was like, well, "What happened to your senior year?" And Johnny quickly <laughs> changes yep. changes the subject. <laughs> and uh, you know, but again, he didn't get a, a single point scored against him the whole tournament until you know uh, Daniel. Yeah, and. Yeah. That's only, and I think that's only because like Johnny was taking it easy because he didn't want to uh, to go all out because you know he was hurt, and it wasn't until Crease kind of told him <laughs> sweep the leg. Right, it was like oh shit. Yeah, when that's... Johnny took when Johnny took that fight serious, Dan Larusso was outclassed. He was, yeah. I mean, the energy from Lawrence was just astonishing in that fight, and Daniel yeah. Daniel couldn't match it. Um, because first of all, like, Daniel was hurt first of all too, like you said, um, so he wasn't at a hundred percent. Lawrence was, you know. Yep. Um, so if if uh, if Lawrence did have that kill mentality, um, it, it was taken back. 
Uh, he was just he was just a kid. They both were, and yeah. uh, it was just fueled by nothing more than he took his girl. Um, you know, he 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 wrecked stuff, and uh, Ali was at the fight too. You know, so that was mm-hmm. probably in his corner. Too. Yeah, and in his corner. Um, but yeah, it didn't really get serious per se until, like you say, when his sensei John Kreese, um <laughs> sweep the leg. <laughs> You got a problem with that? No, Sensei. <laughs> you know? And um, and then it just kind of went went from there. So And then Daniel, uh, thanks to Miyagi, took it to the next level. Uh, he ascended, right, so per se. <laughs> Johnny, well, jo- Johnny saw red. And he, yeah, he wasn't yeah. being a smart fader. It was personal. Correct. And Daniel recognized that. And that's when he busts. Again, it's more of a thinking man's game than Miyagi does. Sure is. Sure is. And he recognized that he wasn't level. And, you know, that was a perfect opportunity for the uh, crane technique. <laughs> yeah, class uh, the bum, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, thank you very much. That's Cobra Kai Season 1, Episode 2, Strike First. Um, the, this, this, this series just, we're only on Episode 2. This series just keeps getting yeah. better. Um, we're introduced to a, a plenty of characters in this Episode 2 that we're going to talk about their story arcs going forward as well. Uh, but thank you very much for coming back onto the icebox again to talk about uh, this episode, Strike First. Uh, any final thoughts from you? Um, no. So, uh, you know, just uh, if you guys are enjoying listening and you have a, just anything to, to say to us, just, just email it in, man. Or, you know, make a comment, do something. Uh, so we know, because, you know, trust me, like, like you're saying, uh, it goes a long way. It's feedback, man. Yeah. So... You like it, you don't like it, say something, and uh, and we'll do our best to entertain it because you know we're fans of this. And if you guys can't tell that, <laughs> then you guys are I, you don't I don't know why you're listening anyway if you're not fans of it. But um, but no, uh, it's it's a fun time uh, talking about this. I love this series, and I'm just I'm so happy. I'm I'm watching it uh, like I was I was we were talking earlier and. I'm watching it twice right before we do these, once during the day and once in the evening. So I'm watching, technically watching it two more times back to back. Folks, that's how much I love this Dedication. show. Dedication, yeah, yeah. You true. know, and, uh, but, uh, but no, it's, uh, you know, enjoy the ride because it's, uh, we enjoy talking about it and anything you guys say, let us know. Yeah, very much so. Um, and again, this episode will feature the first email response too. Um, so enjoy that as well. But Joe, thank you very much. Um, we'll do this again next week, sir. Sounds good. All right. Take care, man. Okay. So there's our discussion with season uh, one, episode two of Cobra Kai Strike First. Um, very, very fun. Great talking with Joe again. And um, we're looking to keep this going. As he said, Hey, if you're enjoying these podcasts about Cobra Kai, please let us know your emails, your enthusiasm or hatred. If you really want to go there, will fuel our conversations and we will start mentioning them even on the shows. I do have, as I mentioned on the, in the conversation there, uh, an email in regards to our last episode. So I'm going to be reading that too. And I have another email too. So guess what, everyone? It's email time.
Okay, so I remember when I first started this podcast, I was like, please, hey, shoot me this to an email if you like it. Give me feedback. Give me comments. Even if you don't like it, let me know that, whatever, right? And I've been true to my word. I've read anything we've really gotten on our email on the air. So this is no different. Um, I am going to continue that thread and keep it going because I love it. This is so. This is me getting to interact with uh, our our audio listeners. Um, it's it's a blast. So I'm really enjoying it. So uh, this first one is from Matt. Uh, you know him better as Hollywood, or at least you know most people do. He's been on the show as well. Uh, he's also my older brother. Uh, so I'm I'm sure he's trying to you know to help me out, and I appreciate it, Matt. He's actually been doing uh, like rapid fire comments on our SoundCloud page of the Icebox too. So again, visit us on SoundCloud. You'll see us as Icebox. Um, and I'll have comments on all, all the podcasts are there, of course, but I, I comment back and forth through there too. So thank you very much, uh, Matt for doing that. Uh, he's also been commenting pretty frequently on our YouTube site too, Icebox cast. So again, leave comments there. I will interact with you. I promise. Um, but for some reason, I'm still not getting alerts for either of those things. So I do have to check them from time to time. So if you notice a delay, that's the only reason why if I miss what you say, that's just because I'm not getting alerts for these things for some reasons, but um, we'll uh, continue to be working on it and hopefully uh, get those alerts coming through. I don't, they used to come in all the time, but not all the time. They used to come in, but uh, now uh, just not so much. So I'm not sure why that's happening. But anyway, so Matt was responding to episode 50 of uh, the Icebox here, and he has this to say. He says, um, oh wait, here, he had, he, he, I guess I said something about Ghostbusters 2 and, um, it was the Jackie Wilson quote. It's like, who, where did I get that line from? When I say it loves Jackie Wilson and he responded Ghostbusters 2. So he wins that no prize. Very well done. <laughs> Hollywood. Thank you very much, Matt. Uh, yes, it was from Ghostbusters 2. Um, and he says it really did sound like him. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, he said, just finished, uh, just finished listening to episode 50 with Tracy. Very cool. Gonna watch the Perler Bead one later tonight. Winky face emoji. So that was that was Matt. And uh, Matt, thank you very much. Uh, yes, episode 50 with Tracy Krimmer, the phenomenal uh, author, uh, was very well received uh, all around. So again, if you haven't listened to that episode, um, it was... Uh, uh, it's episode 50. You can find it on Spotify, uh, anywhere this podcast is listened to, um, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes. Take take a look at it. And uh, once you have uh, finished the episode, go buy some of Tracy's books because they're all out there available for Kindle. Uh, they're well uh, written. They're phenomenally fun. You got to check them out. Go support the author over there, Tracy Krimmer. But yes, Matt, thank you very much. Episode 50 was a blast uh, with Tracy as the guest. Um... Let's see. Speaking of Tracy, she's actually our next email. Uh, she says, I, or okay. She goes, she goes, Hey Jim, that's me. I'm the most influential speaker from the house of M. Uh, my good friends call me Jim. Everyone else, you can call me James. People who don't know me, you can call me the most influential speaker from the house of M. Okay. Is that understood? Pretty sure it is. Okay. Here we go. Hey Jim. I love the Cobra Kai episode. I can't wait to listen to the rest. I am almost done with the first season. If I have anything to say about Cobra Kai, it's that all these shows doing reboots or reunions need to take a page from Cobra Kai's book. This is how you do it. I yelled it because she has it in all caps. Uh, can't wait for the next one. 
the best guest ever, Tracy. So, <laughs> so already lay into that might be her title. It might just stick from that. You got the wild card uh, with Joe, who just spoke, uh, who's our guest speaker with this episode. You got Hollywood, um, and now we might have best guest ever, Tracy. Uh, that would be very cool. So thank you very much, Tracy. Uh, I appreciate the email. Yes, these conversations with Cobra, about Cobra Kai are phenomenal. The show is even better. It has to be. It's just great. Please go give um, Cobra Kai a view and watch the seasons, uh, anticipating uh, season three very much. There are two full seasons on Netflix, so go check them out. Tracy, thank you very, very much for the email, um, and I hope you enjoyed this episode too. Alright, well that's going to wrap up tonight's episode of the Icebox. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're still listening right now, I I really want to say thank you. I appreciate it big time. Our podcasts, the Icebox, which is what this show is, Comic Complex, can all be listened to on SoundCloud first. That's my home studios. Um, They'll always release first on SoundCloud, but after I think about 24 hours maybe, uh, you can hear them on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Give us uh, a listen. And the biggest thing, as even uh, the wild card said himself, uh, it's not that hard. Just click share when you see these links on your social media pages. Um, it's not hard. And if you do it, I really take it as a sign of support. I appreciate it. If you don't do it, you are pretty much telling me you hate the show and you despise me all right that is how i translate it that is what i will remember about anyone else who listens to the show i'm kidding i don't really care if you have time to share it i do care if you have any time to share it, please do it um give me some comments give me some feedbacks um i'd love to interact with you especially about our current uh cobra kai uh talking sessions with uh joe uh, again, if you have any questions or comments that you want to be read on air, this is the show that'll read them. This is uh, the Icebox episodes, and you can email us at iceboxcast at gmail.com. Who emails anymore, right? Well, you do, okay? So please email us at iceboxcast at gmail.com. Again, I will read your comments. I will read your criticisms, uh, whatever, your questions. I'll answer questions. They don't even have to be about the show. It could be about, hey, how many masks do you own? And I'll tell you, none of your business. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'll tell you. Now, whatever you want. I'll tell, I'll tell you. We'll have some fun with it. And it'll add some more fun to this already awesome show. It is awesome, right? No answer. Okay, that's great. That's great. Okay, I'll go off that momentum. Guess what? I also have a YouTube channel, and you can find us on YouTube as Icebox Cast. Um, the shows I have there are Revelations. And Revelations, where I show you all my cool toys. I have a ton of stuff I got to get to show you. I have everything from Masters of the Universe, more Funko Pops, Mega Constructs figures, G.I. Joe, Pokemon cards, Hot Wheels still to show you. It's going to be great. I have a ton more to show you, so please stay tuned for that. You'll get uh, to see all those fun toys coming shortly. Uh, I also have a show called fractured games 
and Fractured Games has been doing very well too. That's pretty much me playing the Nintendo Switch and having some good times playing those retro games. Uh, some of them I played for the very first time ever. You get to see me play them for the very first time ever. And then having some fun uh, with those games as well. Some I do well in, and some I don't do so well in. So you get to see that. Check that out too. But here's the good thing. I've been playing Nintendo Switch, but I now have some newer games on the Nintendo Switch that I cannot wait to show you. I have some Mario games, and people, guess what? I also picked up uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So there's three phenomenal games that I think I'm going to show you how to play. Actually, I'm not going to show you how to play. I'm going to show you how I play them and the kind of fun that I have playing these games. Mario 64 is on there, and it is just like the original, as far as I can tell. I'm not someone who's going to dissect the game for you. There's plenty of other YouTube shows that will do that. I am just going to show you my interaction and see how infectious that joy is for the game and the games I play. But also, I now have some other, another platform that I'll be showing some future games on, and it's via the Xbox. So I will be having some Nintendo Switch games, and I'm going to be showing you some other games on the, on the Xbox, specifically Xbox 360 for now. But the Xbox 360 has plenty of games that I can demonstrate and show you how to have some fun with those games as well. So, Fractured Games is only going to get better. The last show that I have on YouTube is probably the best one, at least from the amount of views that I've been getting. And that one is called Beating for All. That one is me taking my fun uh, and enjoyment of Perler Bead art and uh, putting them out there for you to see. Uh, we've had some very fun episodes coming uh, at you, and it's it's been very well received. So this one's an all-ages uh, uh, show to show uh, you, anyone. Um, so I hope you enjoy it because I appreciate all the views that are getting on it and all the comments, too, on all, all three shows, but specifically Beating for All. It seems to be really, really well received. Um, so please thank you very much for your uh, support on that. And again, if you're watching it, just leave a quick comment. I want to know who's watching. I want to be able to, to um, you know, help 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 you be, embrace the show even further. Give me some comments or questions. Tell me some things you'd like to see on the show uh, with Perler Art, and it'd be awesome to do. So the contest that I was running to on episode, uh, I think it was number two, uh, for the Ninja episode, that contest is also uh, going to be ending very shortly. So if today, the night I'm recording this is the night of September 23rd, the contest will end at the end of the month. So you got maybe just a week uh, essentially left to enter that contest. And I'm still not going to tell you how to enter the contest because I want you to watch the episode to find out how to enter. But I will tell you this, before when I was sporting just one uh, entry, then two entries, guess what? <laughs> now there is a third entry. So those three individuals all have a chance to win the, um, well, I'm not going to tell you what you got to win, but you'll see it. Just watch the episode. You'll see what you can win. And to enter, you have to read the, the comment and watch the show to see what you have to do to enter that show. But again, the contest is ending uh, the, at the end of the month, so please take advantage of that. That show is called Beating for All. That specific episode for the contest is the one with the ninjas. What else do I have? Facebook. I also have Facebook. So Facebook, you can follow me um, at Inspired Creations. H-O-M. Uh, so if you follow me there, you will actually get to see all of the links to my podcasts, all of the links to my YouTube shows, and 
all of the artwork I put out there. Uh, I do a lot of vector and digital artwork for the express purpose of Cricut applications. So with the Cricut, we can take heat transfer vinyl and decal materials and apply those items to mugs, to black canvas bags, right? I've shown you pictures of these before. I've talked about them before. Uh, my latest thing is masks. Uh, so I just did one recently with Bane, and it's him It's him on one side of the mask, and on the other side of the mask is this quote, no one cared until I put on the mask. you got to check that out um, on my Facebook page. So again, if you like it, just click a like. I've seen what some of these people out there like. And I'm like, oh, you like that? How are you not liking this? This is this is gold. This is entertainment gold. And it's from me. It's the it's my passion. It's what I enjoy doing. But when I put it out there, no one does a darn thing. But you know what? That's okay. That's okay. I'm still here. I'm going to keep doing despite the lack of, you know, social media support out there. And I know it's out there. I know it's out there, but I'm just going to keep doing what I do and I'm going to get better. And your lack of social media support is only going to fuel me to be even more superb. And I will be more superb. I will make you care. <laughs> um, but anyway, until then, yes, just give a quick like, get a quick share, give a quick comment. I'd love to hear uh, if you like them. But again, if you don't, that's pretty much telling me that you don't like what I'm doing. So I'll understand. Uh, that's Facebook. And again, Inspired Creations, H-O-M. Follow me there to see all of that stuff. And it's all free content, too. So uh, enjoy it. Um, you'll see the artwork. you see the applications that I do with the Cricut posted on there, too. But you can also follow me on Instagram. On Instagram, I have two accounts. One is IceboxCast. And on there, it's pretty much me putting all my fun pop culture stuff out there. A lot of Pokemon Go stuff. Um, uh, just all kinds of cool you know, pictures of the stuff I show in Revelations usually ends up on there too. So follow me on there. And the other Instagram account I have is, of course, Inspired Creations HOM. And on there I usually stick to just posting pictures of either the artwork that I do for Cricut applications. And then I also post pictures of what I use those, that artwork to put on tumblers or masks um, or some of the perler bead art I put out there too. So take a look at that. Follow me on those as well, and you'll you'll have lots of fun. You totally will. That's about it. That's enough, right? But again, no one's tooting my horn, so I gotta toot toot my own, okay? And that's what I'm doing here. Hey, everyone who's listened to this song, I appreciate it very much. Uh, get back to what you're doing now. You've escaped reality long enough. I'm releasing you. Go back into the wild. Go enjoy yourselves, but stay safe. Corona's still out there doing its stupid thing, hindering experiences, and we're making the best that we can out of it. Stay healthy out there, okay? I miss you. I really, really miss you. But until next slime, may all your cakes be tasty. All right, that's going to wrap up our show for this uh, episode. That's going to wrap up our show for this show. That was stupid. Hang on. You and I, this, we aren't done. I'm right here, man. <laughs>